Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is Paul Grundle, and he's here to talk about the Writers Institute Virtual Book Festival. So, Paul, you know, you've had, had a couple of book festivals in the past, but this year's going to be unique, right? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it's good to talk with you again, Cynthia. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, so the third annual Albany Book Festival, presented by the New York State Writers Institute at the University of Albany, uh, as you said, will have to be online and virtual this year because of the coronavirus pandemic. But we've got a great lineup of amazing uh, featured authors. We've got writers' workshops. We've got a marketplace for local authors to uh, sell their books uh, online. And this all runs from September 10th through the 24th. So two weeks, we'll be uh, bringing uh, online and posting uh, a new conversation uh, either between two authors or uh, one author being interviewed by myself or someone else from the Writers Institute or, or uh, in different cases, some some local um, people. And uh, some of the authors we have are very well known, like Noam Chomsky. Uh, he's been called America's leading dissenter. His new book is on climate change and the Green New Deal. We're very pleased to uh, present Noam Chomsky. He'll also be in conversation with Robert Paulin, uh, who wrote a book very well received called Greening the Global Economy. He will be be having a conversation with Robert and Noam. But people like Colin McCann, uh, Irish writer, National Book Award winner. Uh, He's also been long listed for the Booker Prize. He's got a new book, Pyrrhijan. Uh, that he'll be talking about. We've got people like Harold Holzer, who's very well known as a Lincoln scholar and a historian. His new book is called Presidents Versus the Press, The Endless Battle Between the White House and the Media. Uh, obviously looking at Donald Trump, but all the way back to George Washington and uh, presidents trying to manipulate, control, and spin the press. So we have a, a great range uh, of authors. Edwige Danticott, uh, acclaimed uh, Haitian author, uh, her short story collection, Everything Inside. Um, she's been a National Book Critics Circle Award winner and uh, won other uh, uh, highly coveted literary prizes. So we've got a really interesting range of people. And uh, the nice thing is it's free, as our events are. And you don't have to drive to campus. You don't have to find a parking spot. You don't have to uh, walk around to different venues. You can do it all. Uh, on the comfort of your home or if you're out walking, uh, you know, with a tablet or a cell phone or a device, uh, you can you can take part this year in the virtual book festival. When did you decide to go virtual? It was sort of decided for us. You know, we have to comply with, uh, first of all, New York State Governor Cuomo guidelines, then Albany County, uh, County Executive Dan McCoy's guidelines, and then U Albany guidelines uh, from President Avidan Rodriguez and the COVID-19 Council. So all of those groups said uh, we're not able to have a live on-campus event. You know, there's limitations, less than 50 people. And we had 5,000 people here uh, the first two years, uh, the first book festival and the second book festival last year. We love doing it in person. It's a great atmosphere. People love to meet authors face-to-face, have a conversation, get a book signed. 
we're doing our best and it actually has certain advantages you know people who are elderly or have mobility issues will find it much easier and more convenient to uh to participate this year by by listening to these conversations by ordering books you know anyone who wants a book by any of the authors that we feature with one click of the mouse they'll they'll go to bookhouse of stavison plaza our local independent bookseller we've worked with bookhouse and susan novotny for decades and it's as easy as clicking on your computer and ordering the book and it'll be shipped right to your door so in some ways it'll be more convenient um and uh, i don't think we'll lose anything in terms of the really interesting conversations and uh you know some of the, the challenging things climate change there's still climate deniers out there and uh you know there's there's still people who who are supporters of Trump and and don't think he's attacking the first amendment or free press rights so there'll be some interesting you know topics that that maybe uh, generate uh, a little bit of controversy um we also have sister helen prejean who's uh nationally known kind of one of the greatest anti death penalty advocates uh, her uh, best-selling book, Dead Man Walking, which was made into a, a wonderful movie. She'll be doing a live event with us. She's talking about her memoir called River of Fire of, of her uh, journey and life as a Catholic nun working on these social justice issues. So we think we've, we've put together a really diverse, interesting, and varied group of writers. Um, and, and, we will be you can go to our website nyswritersinstitute.org or directly to the book festival site albanybookfestival.com and you'll see the lineup you know you'll see free writers workshops if you want to sign up if you want to learn how to get published if you want to learn techniques of writing fiction and there's also a virtual online marketplace with dozens and dozens of local authors you know in the first 2 years we filled the whole Campus Center Ballroom with uh, 150 or so, as many as we could fit local authors with their books, and they would, you know, talk to people who would stop by and ask them about their book and, and their their research. So this will be at least an opportunity for them to uh, to kind of explain who they are and what they write about. It's essentially you can click on a link; it'll take you to their website to a synopsis of their book. And if you want to order any of those, you know, you can order them directly from the author. So the whole point of book festivals is to support authors, publishers, booksellers, uh, to, to bring really interesting authors with new books and to do this event for book lovers or people who really want to be connected to the whole world of literature and the whole process of being published. Whose idea was it to create the book festival? Um, it was, I guess I had the original idea, but we've had a lot of partners and a lot of good sponsors who've helped us make it possible. A lot of support from the university. President Avidan Rodriguez and his wife, uh, Rosie Lopez, was uh, there for the whole uh, earlier book festival in person. They really enjoyed it. Um, so we've had a lot of support, and we've got a wonderful team here at the Writers Institute. There's four of us with uh, two part-time people, and we've had uh, student interns, graduate assistants. We also work with a lot of groups on campus to have volunteers. 
you know, this is a big campus. So in past years, we had students directing people how to get to the different venues. This year, it's a little different. All you have to do is sign on to your computer, laptop, cell phone, and, uh, you know, it'll all be put on our YouTube channel. And the other nice thing about it, you know, when we had the, the physical book festival, there were often four or five, six things going on at once. So you had to choose. You couldn't see maybe two or three writers you wanted to see because they were scheduled at the same time. With this, each conversation gets archived on the YouTube channel. So you can watch it in October or November or December. You know, it's not just a, a one time. If you don't hear it, you miss it. You know, these are recorded and they'll be made available on our New York State Writers Institute YouTube channel uh, for as long as people want to see them. Do you think that this is uh, going to be the wave of the future? You know, once this whole coronavirus, you know, simmers down a little bit, do you think there's going to be a combination of virtual plus one-to-one face-to-face? To be honest, just speaking personal opinion, I hope not. I mean, I'm a people person, I'm a writer, I'm a journalist. Uh, wherever I am, I stop and talk to people, I hear their stories, I learn from them and their experiences. That, that human connection, at least me, is, is far superior to a virtual connection. But I, I also know mm-hmm. a lot of people who have worked remotely for 20, 30 years, and some people actually prefer taking classes online. That, that's not the way I'm wired, but um, I, I hope this isn't. Uh, the way it's going to be in the future. I hope we can go back to uh, public gatherings and human connection as soon as we have a vaccine that's safe to, to do so. As, as you know, when um, you were going to be part of it, we had to cancel our first ever inaugural Albany Film Festival as well because of COVID regulations. We're, we're very much committed to doing it in the spring of 2021. We hope we'll be able to do it in person and on the campus as you see a lot of other film festivals they've all gone virtual they're on zoom and youtube and and uh you know the woodstock film festival is actually just starting um they're going to do a couple things in drive-ins which is interesting it's you know the, the sort of cycle of history drive-ins were almost wow. dead now all of a sudden drive-ins are popular because it's one place where people can go to see a movie because they're not crowded into a confined space Right. Um, right. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, what do you think? You, I, I don't like the virtual world as well. What, what's your thoughts? Well, I, I like you. I'm a people person. I like to, you know, talk face to face with people. But the, <laughs> the one good thing about it is, you could go on on Zoom. You could listen to a a, a conference on Zoom, and you never have to leave your house. You know. Being retired, right, right. that that I think it's a great option. I really do. I do too. For for you know for certain things, I, I like having the option. The other thing is, you know, the costs are are minimal compared to doing a, a live on campus where we have to pay to rent the venue. We have to pay for you right. know performing arts center uh, students to uh, staff it. We have to travel, lodging for our writers. <clears throat> you know, these were recorded. Someone can be in California. Someone can be in Ireland. Someone can be in mm-hmm. in New York City. And um, so there's certain advantages, but I, I don't think it's it's the same or as effective. And I, I hope 
we're able to go back in person when it's you know safe and we have a a viable vaccine. But you know, uh, technology has improved so much over the past you know couple of decades that something like this, you know, whether you um, it just it, it just makes it more convenient to be able to just pick up the pieces and say, okay, I can't go to you know my office or I can't visit somebody else's office. But to do it through technology, I think, is a wonderful thing. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And um, I, I don't think it's equal. So if I had my first choice, it would be live in person. If you're telling me the choice is, is online or not at all, I would choose online. So, And, and I do think it actually, right. as you've mentioned, you know, for seniors, for people with disabilities, for people with mobility issues, actually for, for people of low income. You know, a lot of these events that you now see on free, like New York City Ballet uh, up at SPAC or Philadelphia Orchestra, or Boston Symphony Orchestra, mm-hmm. those those tickets were fifty, a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars. Now, you know, you can go onto your computer if you can afford a computer and an internet connection. But you can watch these great performing arts for free. Now, I would mm-hmm. argue they're not the same it's not like being in the uh <clears throat> you know in the amphitheater at Saratoga Performing Arts Center but it's it's mm-hmm. something and it's free so right. it, it also breaks down barriers of of uh, physical disability it breaks down economic barriers so yeah you're right I mean technology um has definitely advanced and it's got certain advantages for sure so you said this is the third year that you guys are going to do this. And yes. you know, there's, yeah. many, there's many colleges in New York State as well as all over the country. How many other colleges are doing something like what you're, you guys are doing? There's really, I've only found uh, one or two others, um, and I'm trying to remember the colleges. I should have looked that up. But I did some research before we started, and uh, it's very rare. Most book festivals, and you will find book festivals in, in almost every major American city. And my feeling was Albany has a great literary tradition. Why don't we have one here? You know, we're set up with, with a lot of nice venues on our campus. We can we can easily have 5,000 people. So we said, yeah, we'll start it here. Same thing with the film festival. There were a couple little attempts that kind of fell away um, over the years. So I said, why don't we do a film festival? So the, the whole point was to, you know, we're a semester. We're fall semester, spring semester. So I wanted these great free community events, book festival in the fall, film festival in the spring as a way to celebrate too i mean i've lived here since 1981 i'm I'm still an outsider i'm from the pacific northwest i really only expected to stay here two years but but i love this area i mean it it's it's a wonderful place to uh, live and to raise children as we've done to, to have a career but i think there's sort of this mindset that you know we're inferior or this isn't a great place but I think the film festival, the book festival, the Writers Institute programming, you know, argues that no, we are great. We're as great as any other uh, city or country, uh, you know, university in the country when we can pull off these big events. Um, and you're right; it's it's rare 
uh, to be at a university to do a book festival and a film festival. They're mostly done by cities or municipal groups. Um, and, uh, you know, we're proud to have the support of the University at Albany, uh, State University of New York, and particularly our president, Avidan Rodriguez, has been very supportive uh, from the beginning when we had this idea. Now, the uh, the Redis Institute has been around for uh, quite a while. Um, yeah. So you... William Kennedy was our founder, um, and he started uh, it in 1983, was signed into law by Governor Mario Cuomo. And, uh, you know, so we're now in our uh, 37th year. That's great. Yeah. So over the yeah. years, what do you think the Redis Institute has brought forth to the capital region? I think we have, um, just as William Kennedy's Albany novels and Iron Week kind of put Albany on the literary map, I think we have put Albany and the University at Albany on the map for the greatest writers. I mean, in our office here, I'm, I'm in the office today, and we've got 2,000 books signed by some of the world's greatest writers. I, I can I can pull off the shelf uh, books signed by Nobel Prize-winning authors. We've had 13 of them so far. We've had a couple hundred Pulitzer Prize winners, National Book Award winners, a Booker Prize Festival winners, winners. So to bring some of the greatest writers who normally would only go to New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago, you know, to bring them to Albany and to make them available to our students, to our faculty, to our staff, and, and to the community at large for free. This is what, you know... I have to do a lot of fundraising. We're very grateful for the support we get at UAlbany. But if you wanted to see some of these authors in New York City and went to the 92nd Street Y, you would pay 40 to $90. You know, so we, we, we uh, keep it accessible. We understand that students don't have much money. We understand that there's a lot of low-income people in our area. And I think the fact that we're free also separates us from a lot of organizations. So I was just looking so, to ask your question. The New the New Orleans Book Festival is at Tulane University, a very good school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, this is a list of, of book festivals. There's got to be 50 of them around. And I don't see any others at uh, – uh, hold on. The Miami uh, Book Fair is spread all out. Part of it is at a community college in, in Miami. But as far as I know, uh-huh. we're the, the, probably the second or third book festival at a university in the United States. So over the past three years, can you um, tell us who some of your guests have been? Oh, yeah. We had uh, – well, we were, we're kind of partial to Gregory McGuire because he's a University at Albany uh, alumnus and wrote Wicked, and he actually has supported the Writers Institute with a very generous endowment. Um, you know, we also had Joyce Carol Oates last year. We had Donnie Shapiro um, was very uh, well received. Uh, we've had um, I'm trying to think of of other people we've had who were kind of some of our headliners. Um, I'll, I'll pull that up. I'm drawing a blank now. Um, but anyway, uh, we've had some amazing people 
uh, over the years. And, um, oh, who else? Uh, now you, 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 uh, you put me on the spot. I'll have to, I'll, I'll call it up really quickly. Um, but yeah, some, some really great talent. And, and when we could have it on campus, you know, we would, uh, you would see these lines that would stretch the length of the campus center to, uh, for people wanting to get their, their books signed. Um, and, uh, it, it was beautiful to see that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had, we had some, um, really well-known, uh, we, we used different genres. We had some food writers. We had, uh, a panel of mystery writers. You know, I know Joseph Finder has been a best-selling mister, mystery writer for many years. Um, he had a, a big following here. Um, and uh, so we, we, we probably feature about 30 to 40 uh, visiting authors. And then, uh, you know, we also have the, the uh, panel discussions. We have writing workshops. And we have, um, uh, we have people... Uh, who get to, you know, talk about their organizations like library organizations, literary organizations. Yeah, so I'm looking. Last year we had Jamaica Kincaid. She's very well known. We had uh, Eric Foner. He's uh, won the Pulitzer Prize, a historian. Uh, we had uh, Sherry Moraga, who's well known. Joyce Carol Oates, uh, as I mentioned. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really well received. And uh, you know we're we're really proud of of what we've built, and and uh, it's a different year this year for everyone, and we're going to do our best with the virtual online version. And as we've discussed, mm-hmm. you know September 10th through the 24th. But even if you can't you know see something that day, we're not taking it away. You'll be able to watch it in the weeks and months that follows at your convenience. So they'll all be archived, which uh, you know which is a, a nice feature. So the previous book festivals, were they filmed and put on the website or no? Some of the uh, the panel discussions and some of the authors were, but not all of them because we were, you know, we used about 10 or 12 venues around the campus and we didn't have enough cameras and enough uh, volunteers to film everything. But we did have, mm-hmm. um, you know, we did have uh, several that were filmed and um you know those are also on our youtube channel we we've got hundreds of uh, author interviews and and uh, conversations over the years on youtube so if you just go to youtube and type in you know new york state writers institute you'll find you'll find hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversations and readings from uh, from great writers that's 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 really terrific. And, um, you know, you work for the Times Union, and you just retired from the Times Union, you know, a few years ago. But over the years, yeah. have you been involved with the Writers' Institute? Yeah, so that's how I knew about it and was interested. Um, I'm a alumnus of the uh, University of Albany. I got my master's degree in English literature here. I came in 1981 for graduate school, and the first person I met on the campus was William Kennedy. 
And wow. I started at the Times Union. Yeah, I started at the Times Union in 1984. And that was the, the first full year of programming for the Writers Institute. And I, I loved literature. I loved books. I liked interviewing authors. So for the 33 years that I was at the Times Union from 1984 to 2017, I attended hundreds of, of their events and I interviewed dozens and dozens of authors, you know, everyone from uh, John Updike to Norman Mailer to um, uh, Toni Morrison. She was on this campus as a faculty member and she was one of the early Writers Institute guests. I got to interview her. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a wonderful part of my life for, um, I've been three years as the director and 30, almost 40 years, you know, the whole time has been going. So the, and we also, one other person I'd forgotten the first year, she was a hit. We had Doris Kearns Goodwin, who I, I know you know, oh. a wonderful historian, presidential historian. and um, So she was very popular when she was here. So, all of the interviews that you've done over the years, has that been recorded, and is there a way for people to see them? Uh, so in the Times Union archives, uh, in terms of the stories I've written, you know, I've written 10,000-plus stories at Times Union. You can um, call up all of them back to 1986. You know, all the interviews uh, that I've done here, um, if they were... Now that we're pre-recording, I've done dozens that are on our Writers Institute YouTube channel, um, and I still write a weekly column, uh, kind of a human interest uh, column for the Times Union. So I'm still uh, a freelancer, a columnist for the Times Union. I work on my own book projects, but my full-time job and my passion is is. Uh, Linear State Writers Institute at the University of Albany. I mean, we're creating new programs all the time. The book festival was new three years ago. The film festival is new. Uh, this last year, well, the first one will be this year. We got postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. But we're also creating new partnerships. We're working on a really important uh, symposium on systemic racism with Alice Green, the Center for Law and Justice. That will be this October. <laughs> We had a major conference when I first came in 2017 called Telling the Truth in a Post-Truth World. I know you were there. We we brought together 40 yeah. great journalists to talk about, you know, uh, President Trump's uh, attack on the First Amendment and freedom of the press. We're going to do a follow-up this year, a couple of weeks after the election, because no matter who wins, whether it's Trump or Biden, it's going to be, uh, I think, very div divisive. And, um, you know, this tribalism that's grown up in this country uh, mm -hmm. will still exist. And, and we think, you know, we think we can foster dialogue, maybe some understanding and sometimes a little healing. You'd be amazed if you get two people who, you know, scream and rant at each other on Facebook. If you just get them in a room and, and, and with a moderator you know, almost like a uh, negotiator, peacekeeper. You can, you can sort of, you know, get to some place of, of civility. Uh, so mm -hmm. we, we think we, we offer, yeah, we think we offer that, uh, you know. we If you're a reader, and I know you are, Cynthia, and, and, and people I meet who are the greatest writers are the greatest readers. And if you read a lot of books, 
I think you develop empathy because books take you to different places. They put you in the shoes right. of a refugee or, or a homeless person or, you know, right. somebody of a different race or different religion. And, and that really, you know, sort of builds that kind of empathy that we need. That, that, that's part of the issue that dividing our country now, you know. So, Paul, we're out of time. In, in 30 yep. seconds or less, can you, can you uh, tell everybody about the book festival again? Yes, third all, uh, annual Albany Book Festival presented by the New York State Writers Institute, September 10th through the 24th. You can find everything at our website, nyswritersinstitute.org. And uh, you'll be able to watch everything free and at your own convenience on our YouTube channel. So we really hope you'll come to hear people like Colin McCann and Noam Chomsky and uh, many, many other fantastic writers. Thank you, Paul. Uh, You have been listening to Paul Grundle on Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Thanks, Paul, for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks a lot, Cynthia, and we look forward to as many people as possible uh, participating and viewing the Albany Book Festival.